Welcome to episode 213 of Up for Discussion, the emotionally honest comedy podcast where we take your questions and dish out hot truths and tasty goods. I'm Tom Zalatnai. I'm Kate Bradley. And we are joined over Skype this week by special guest Todd Thomas. He's the host, one of the hosts of the Debate This podcast. He's a CrossFit enthusiast and he has a nice large cat or possibly medium sized dog. I can't remember. But I saw it last <laughs> He's time. He's a beefy boy. He's beautiful. Beautiful cat. Dog? Uh, well, I mean, he's he's a cat. He has no natural predators, and he gets his meals delivered to him, so he's just he's just girth. He is mass. Wow. He's beautiful. <laughs> Welcome, Todd. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. This is great. Yeah. You're, uh, so, so you guys were one of the the other raffle winner that got a guest episode with us after our um, PodCon raffle, um, after last week's episode with Erica Parker-Price. Uh, so I figured... It'd be fun to chat with, uh, you know, one of the four of you. And then uh, ended up being <laughs> you, you didn't want to have all of us on all at once. <laughs> I was I was nervous at first. I was like, what if all four of them want a guest on an episode at the same time? How will we do that? <laughs> Just not. No, that would have been bad. It would have been chaos, probably. <laughs> I, I think the most people I've ever had in a room for one recording was five. And the fifth person was just sitting in the corner, Aww. not actually on the call. <laughs> yeah, we usually, uh, we manage to juggle four pretty well, but mm. that's just also because of the, the structure and how we do things. Um, we've had five, and it, it's it's a lot. When you when you get close to that half a dozen number, that's <laughs> no good for anyone. Right. And especially when you're debating something, I imagine things get heated. At times. Um, it's it's interesting. So when we, when we record, um, I mean, some of our debates are more just like fun conversations of who has the better ideas. And then some get really really heated to the point that we're i don't want to say yelling because like that's not the point we're having a good fun debate uh-huh. but um heated is the word we <laughs> the, our next episode that that i think is coming out um we debated over which like color of yoshi was the best if you remember from super mario like <laughs> yeah like there was the blue yoshi or the red yoshi or the yellow yoshi and they all had a different power and it, I, i'm pretty sure we were yelling at one point that was probably the most heated debate i think we've had oh wow yeah because because i was gonna say like i've i've binge listened like most of your back episodes at this point and uh i i always find you guys are very like nice to each other for the most part (laughs) the pendulum swing is hard Um, (laughs) the the other one that i can think of off the top of my head um we just dropped a while ago debating which mega man boss would be the best pacific rim style jaeger um yeah and like we First off, that's such a stupid concept. Like, <laughs> I just want to get that out there. But we had we had so much fun just like yelling at the flimsy arguments <laughs> that, that we were putting up. Like, you just you offer this like this this half-assed idea, and the other two just like swat it out of the air. And the the last person is like, "Well, no, that was the best half-assed argument today. That one wins." <laughs> but I guess it speaks to your level of friendship as well, because think things can get negatively heated quite quickly among hmm. humans. Sure. I think we all understand that we're, I mean, you know, the, the, the structure that we're doing is, you know, we take topics like video games and comic books and we, we, there are podcasts for that out there everywhere. I mean, and, and we knew that going in. And so 
we said, hey, why not try and bring up those topics in a fun and approachable and kind of different way? And so knowing the premise is that we are going to bring up ideas and, um, you know, our our joke is that um, it's a podcast where, you know, nobody's right, but someone is definitely wrong. <laughs> and, and, and so, I mean, we, we know just the premise is ridiculous to start with. And so sometimes, you know, we, we do get a little heated, but at the end, it's just it's, it's a fun thing that we do. And, you know, they're, we're all close friends from back in college. I mean, two of them are going to be in my wedding in June. So, like, we're all pretty close friends. And, and so if things do get heated, we just kind of say, oh, whatever. Like, that's fine. <laughs> <Right>. Awesome. <laughs> hey, congrats on the soon-to-be wedding. Yeah, thanks. Um, wedding planning is not great. No, and it's weddings, not. The cost of weddings have gone up 300% in th- 30 years. But, hey, that's America. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a real stat? That's interesting. Yeah, that's that's a fairly accurate stat. Oh fuck! Um, huh. Wow. Yeah, so that's really cool. Did you buy stock in weddings? Years ago? <laughs> Man, I, I it was either going to be Apple or weddings, and I I missed both, I guess. But um, yeah, I mean the, the not that this is a podcast about weddings, but it can the fact be. that <laughs> that's a new spinoff. Um, the the fact that like weddings are now a full fledged industry. Um, it's just, it's, it's absurd. It's sad. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, my hubby was talking to me about a thread on Reddit talking about millennials, um, like specifically trying to kill certain industries. And that one was one of them because right. <laughs> it's oh, just man. like so destructive. We've, it's gone. So like when we first started planning, my fiance and I, um, we're like, aha, this is going to cost a lot of money. That's super terrible. Oh, well, it's what you do, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it started with a joke of like, oh, wouldn't it just have been funny if we would have just gone to the courthouse? And as we've gone through this, you know, we've been engaged for a little over a year. And it seems like every couple months that joke slides further <laughs> from being a joke. Yeah. It's like, you know, we we really could have just gone to the courthouse and taken like a third, like, I don't know, 10% of the money and thrown an awesome party for our closest friends. Yeah. And then just like kept the rest. <laughs> But we're in too deep now, so oh, we can't shit. really go back. I was going to suggest some some good tips, but you're, if you're already too deep into it, that sucks. No, the stay of the dates are, are sent out. We we can't go disappointing the family more than we already have. <laughs> oh, but it's, it, it is really, really difficult, and it's such a stressful thing. Um, it's good to have your partner on board with you, mm. though. So Yeah. No, we, we, we um, I guess self-loathe with one another over the concept of how much of this wedding is going to cost. But in the end, I mean, it is going to be like this cool celebration for us and, and our friends and our family and just the people that matter most. And so I think we, we stay focused on that and hope that we, you know, get good gifts. <laughs> yes, that is definitely a perk. <laughs> that is the kicker. Yeah. I always feel like there should be the equivalent of like wedding, like bridal shower gifts or like baby shower gifts, like for people who are moving out for the first time. You know, like like when someone goes off to college, Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. sure their parents are going to send them with like the backup cutlery or whatever. And then they'll, (laughs) they'll go to Ikea or the dollar store and get a bunch of mugs and bowls and you know, they'll be fine. But I feel like there should be a tradition where like everyone gives you a gift, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's something small. Where that kind of falls apart is that like, um, my husband has a bunch of Italian friends and then like Mm -hmm. they all got like, they all had massive weddings and all this kind of thing. And then it's just like, oh, we're putting out so much money for these people, but what do we, you know, we, we don't have a lot of money and that we're not getting the gifts back. So like if there's another fucking tradition where you have to fork (laughs) out money for your friends, it's like, I can't handle this. 
<laughs> well, and you talking about Tom getting like the secondhand cutlery, that is so true. Like my my parents when I went off to college, my mother gave me her like third-rate pots and pans that like the handles are half gone. <laughs> and here here's a bag of mismatched forks. And, like, do you need 12 spatulas? You now have 12 spatulas. Like you've all you've got a George Foreman but no tray to catch the grease. Oh, like no. all, all these things that like I moved out with and then I left at the fraternity house when I moved out of that. I was like these are now someone else's problem. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I had like um, my mom gave me a bunch of like real like silverware, you know, um, just extra things that she had. But mm-hmm. then she also gave me this like random set of forks and knives and spoons that had um, wooden handles. Oh, but like metal tips, but wooden handles, and I really liked them. Like they looked nice, they felt good to hold, and they mm-hmm. worked well. And I lost them in one of my moves at some Aww. point over the years. And <laughs> like once a week, I think about this. <laughs> Well, the the mistake was giving you something nice when you were young. (laughs) That was the, I mean, that's the real, real tragedy here. (laughs) The thing is, I don't think they were that nice. I think I just liked them. (laughs) (laughs) They were probably like five bucks for the whole set, but they just, they felt good to me, you know? I I feel so bad about ruining so many nice things. (laughs) It's just like, if I had just known who I would be in the future, I could have held on. That's kind of my life story leading into 31. Oh, Just yeah. Just looking back and being like, all the nice things I've ruined. And here I am. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Life is just a series of nice things ruined. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and that's why we make podcasts about nonsense. Yay. <laughs> I'm Julian McKenzie, co-host of the Scrum Podcast, a sports show I'm doing with my podcasting partner in crime, Tristan Damore, on the UpFord Network. Every week, we analyze something different from the Canadian sports media landscape. Lack of diversity, getting a job in the field, coverage of different sports, and answering some of the harder questions. Through a combination of back-and-forth discussion and high-profile guest interviews, we're aiming to figure out exactly what's up in the world of sports. Find us wherever podcasts are sold. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, SoundCloud, Message in a Bottle, Morse Code, Telegram, Singing Telegram, Target, Walgreens, Bird's Nest, Dad's Shed, and a crowded convention center bathroom. Hi, I'm Howard Mitnick, host of Gateway Music. Join me as I talk with people about the artists and albums that changed their lives, and about the artists and albums that changed mine. Available on the Upford Network and wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking of nonsense, should we take them to the cash corner? Absolutely. All right. Welcome to the cash corner, the part of the show where we shamelessly ask you to give us money. Today's featured question is about Pokemon, so I thought it would be fun to write the copy accordingly. Oh, were you intending to read this? Yeah, but I want to see you do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> since, it's, it, since this is our 213th episode, let's learn about the 213th Pokemon. Shuckle is a bug and rock type that looks like a nice little soft turtle. Don't be fooled by its small, soft appearance. Shuckle has crazy high defense stats, so it's actually kind of a little hard boy. <laughs> Jesus, you love putting boy at the end of anything, don't you, Tom? (laughs) Kind of a little hard boy. Also, if you feed it nice berries, it turns them into juice. Fuck yes. Similarly, if you feed us nice dollars, we turn them into content. Is this a bit of a stretch? Probably. But I'm really tired right now, and we really need your money to help us keep making this thing. Consider it, would you? 
I'm tired too, so it fits, Tom. Yeah. If you pledge as little as a dollar a month to us at patreon.com slash up for discussion, you'll be joining the ranks of fine folks like Patrick, Gabriel, Kendallin, Carlea, Thomas, George Poppy, so many names, Jan, Jillian, Killian, Angie, Sarah, Angelica, Will, and Anne. You'll get early access to bonus content, little behind-the-scenes updates, and all kinds of other sweet, sweet perks as well. And if you give at least $5 a month, you get to submit the featured Patreon for an episode once per cycle on the show. Today's featured Patreon question comes from Will, who asks, Which of the 151 original Pokemon would survive in a Battle Royale setting? Also, how do you have a debate with your friends and not hate each other? (laughs) These are like both in my wheelhouse. Yes! (laughs) Okay, so um, I love this because the format of your show is is kind of this this question. Yeah. So who's your who's your pick for the Pokemon that would come out on top of a battle royale setting? Um, I want to I want to give you my answer, but first I really want to discuss that two minutes ago you made Kate read a copy that said it's a nice hard boy, and I'm <laughs> I'm having a hard time dealing with that. That I I also put boy as in B O I behind things like I, it's it's gonna be somewhere in my description of my Pokemon, but I'm used to saying like a chunky boy or like a, a good good boy, yeah. but like a nice hard boy. I feel. I feel weird that you've used that phrase, and here we are now. Well, look, if if you listen <laughs> yeah. to a few more episodes that I'm on, you won't feel bad for me. <laughs> I said far worse. <laughs> oh, you're just a pawn in Tom's game. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the time I had you do a, a cold read ad for one of the episodes? Mm. That was a fake ad for Burger Daddy. Oh, yeah. I used my sensual voice for that one. <laughs> Burger Daddy. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's I, I imagine it's spelled with an I and it makes it worse somehow. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, okay. and there was also a, a like a, a kid burger in that thing, so it was really fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, no, we've we've every day we stray further from God's light. So we <laughs> just, um Yeah, so so I think there's a couple good answers here. Um but after thinking about it, I have to go with uh Polyrath. Hmm. Um I, he is number I've got the uh the Bulbapedia entry pulled up because we are quite familiar with that website oh, yeah. at Debate This. Um, so number 62, uh, Polyrath, he looks like a big blue blob with like a swirly chest thing and then just punching arms. Like he he's made to, to hypnotize and punch. Um, and I think that he would win um, in a battle royale setting because if we're talking like Fortnite battle royale, We've got a Pokemon that can like shoot water, can hypnotize people, and I believe he could build a lean-to makeshift house for cover like none others because he's a big beefy boy. <laughs> he's, got, he's got some good bulk, and I think he could like haul around some quick two by fours hmm. to build like a shanty to hide because oh, that's wow. what I think you do in Fortnite. I guess I don't know. <laughs> okay, I I'm into that. Um, that unfortunately i think your guy might lose to my guy is it gonna be well so okay no wait a second because pokemon is like a rock paper scissors thing if you're gonna choose the the type that beats my type that's a valid strategy but i don't like it (laughs) so so uh anyone who knows me knows that i'm team electabuzz all the way Mm -hmm. um so much so that i'm like you know the little girl in in johto who likes Electabuzz, but she only has a Chikorita. Did you? How far into the cartoon? Oh my did god! You get? That... I'm, not, I'm not that deep in the rabbit hole. But <laughs> if I say yes, can we keep going? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, no, I'm. Yeah, I'm. I'm very much Team Electabuzz, um, mm-hmm. and I think Electabuzz could probably take a Polyrath. Um, Electabuzz is uh, for anyone who's not in the know. 
uh kind of a weird upright tiger looking dude who uh throws good punches and is most importantly an electric type uh which you know polyrath can't stand up to uh, it's not a good one nope. um i would ag- i mean i think that's fair if you think like the odds are some electric Pokemon can zip around the map and be way more agile than I guess a a walking blue fist. I mean, if you <laughs> if you wanna if you wanna like you know split those hairs, right? But how powerful is his hypnotizing thing? Uh, oh. Uh, I, oh, I'm just gonna say super powerful. Appreciate that, Kate. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, okay, because I don't I don't know many of the Pokemon buddies. Um, mm-hmm. But then I uh, I asked my husband because he knows more, and he's like, "Well, it depends. Are Mewtwo and Mew in the first one fifty one? And he he mm-hmm. said that they are. They but are. are we keeping those out because they're so strong? Right. The thing is, I feel like in a battle royale setting, the legendaries would be the first ones out because I think everyone else would collectively agree it's not fair that they're here. Let's get rid of mm-hmm. them. But if Mew- there's a Mewtwo on the map, everyone's gonna be like, you know good game if we don't take care of this Mewtwo. Yeah, that's it. It's- that that I can see happening, but Mew has all kinds of like hiding powers. Yeah, but Mew's not that, like I think most Pokemon could knock out a Mew like pretty quickly. Nah, buddy, so I watched point- a video. <laughs> <laughs> point, point counterpoint, Mew can have all powers. Oh, that's true, eh? Yeah, Mew can learn every attack. Yeah. Yeah. And he can make pink bubbles. Uh, we forgot about the pink bubbles. So, yeah. Shit, so you're 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 saying Mew. I'm saying Mew. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mew can you can legitimately fly too, so like that's obviously a thing. Yeah, yeah. But and as you were saying with the hiding, that's a huge fucking point. Yeah. Um, because you just hide until the few are left and then you come out with your pink bubbles and you just fuck everything up, right? But then I like if those weren't out. That was Mahabi's theory is someone who can put people to sleep. Hmm. Oh, hmm. so this came up. I was like, okay, so Jigglypuff, right? Hmm. But then what does Jigglypuff do once everybody's asleep? And I was like, he could stab other people. But then <laughs> Wait, you're giving Jigglypuff a knife? Well, that's what that's what he said. He's like, I don't think Jiggly has stabbing powers. And I was like, he just has to pick up a stick and go for their eyes. Like it's not that complicated. I don't know what TM teaches stab to Jigglypuff, but I mean, it's it's got to be, I don't know if that was in the original uh, red or blue. Can Jigglypuff learn cut? <laughs> I uh, I would have just thought, I mean, Jigglypuff is a fun choice, but I mean, not having any ranged attack is probably going to be a bad option <laughs> yeah. in, in a battle royale game. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I would have gone, I think Alakazam could have been another good option. Uh-huh. Um, that like, I mean, super psychic can teleport, blast psychic rays, do all those things that stereotypical psychic Pokemon can probably do. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like my, my instinct with this one was to like gravitate toward um, like all of those sort of trade to evolve guys. So like Polyrath and Alakazam and Machamp. Um, Mm-hmm. And, and that makes me want to bring in Golem as a potential candidate here. Because uh, Golem, like, Golem wouldn't stand a chance against Polyrath, so maybe I'm, you know, shooting myself <laughs> yeah, in the well, foot here. It's what it is. But but I feel like Golem has, like, this extra thing where Golem could potentially end the fight as a draw <laughs> if it got down to just him and one other person at the end of it. Uh, and I'm talking, of course, about Golem's propensity for blowing itself up in battle. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> I was just yeah. looking this guy up. He blows himself up? Yeah, there's a weird thing where a lot of the um, round Pokemon 
<laughs> are bombs <laughs> like a lot of them can learn self-destruct and explosion um like it's not just um you see voltorb and electro doing it a lot but uh, coughing and wheezing can both do it and their balls golem is a ball and he can do it uh nintendo seems to really think that anyone who is round has a lot of energy built up inside them it's, that's just waiting to blow oh my goodness it's, it's bomb like it's like a it's like the facebook facial recognition thing they're talking about where it's like <laughs> no it's circular that's probably a bomb it's fine <laughs> it's fine there's some intern on their last days like no bomb last ability self-destruct cut print i'm out of here <laughs> Can, can I bring up an emotional aspect of this that yeah. is probably not covered in the games, but I'd like your opinions on it. So if we're counting all 151 on an island, kicking the shit out of each other, yeah. do the stronger ones feel bad about oh. popping a squirtle off the face of the planet? <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, if we're if we're actually making it where the Pokemon that are defeated die, hmm. then that's like a, a new layer because as... Pokemon as it is right now is just like kitty glove version of dog fighting for privileged kids. And like, the, <laughs> oh, shit. Like, yeah. It's, I mean, it's literally like, hey, child, I bought you this thing. Go out and fight a bunch of other things. And when it gets beat up, bring it back to a place and we'll revive it. Like, no one actually dies, but it's hmm. still like these like literal dog fights yes. of, <laughs> coming out of these Pokeballs. So, I mean, if, if in your battle royale world there's like blood and discarded carcasses of squirtles lying around i would hope there would be some sort of like feeling bad like guilt but yeah so i'm gonna say there is and here's why (laughs) canonically in the pokemon universe there are pokemon that die right yes um like Cubone's mother is dead. Every, oh my yeah. God! Oh, every oh, no, no. it gets worse if you don't know. <laughs> every Cubone has a dead mom, what? and and it wears its mom's skull as a hat. Kate, this is real. This yeah. is like this is this is pokey lore from childhood. Yeah, this is the realest it, thing. It's the mom's skull on the head. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> So how many fucking dark doors are there? Well, so 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 Cause, first cause, off, cause Todd that. said kid gloves. That's not kid gloves. No. <laughs> okay, well that's uh, that one's not kid gloves. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so so there's that. There's the cubone of it all. But there's also a lot of Pokedex descriptions where it implies that Pokemon like kidnap children and like take over their bodies, what? or like uh, there's this one Pokemon not in the first gen, but it's like a ghost tree thing that is literally like the dead spirit of a the spirit of a dead child or something haunted a stump like there's there's a lot of like yeah. there's a lot of weird dark shit in the pokemon world oh, and also a lot of pokemon that eat other pokemon as prey and so i think that if there are pokemon out there that eat other pokemon then it's fair game to assume that those guys at least would be willing to do some killing yeah i i want to bring in so you know I, I made the the point earlier that like on debate this the pendulum swings pretty hard sometimes sometimes mm-hmm. we're like yelling sometimes we're having a good time <laughs> with pokemon the lore also swings pretty heavy uh or the, the pendulum will swing back the other way in that we had an episode i i am not the pokemon expert of our team i'm the least versed and at one point they were just like shouting off ridiculous Pokemon. And, and it was almost <laughs> this game of like, is that a Google image search or is it a, is it a real Pokemon? And one is uh, Trubbish, mm-hmm. which is just a bag of garbage. Yeah. It's a bag of garbage that is a Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. A bag of garbage. Oh, my, wait, I'm Googling. That's why there's a pause in my reaction. <laughs> yeah, no. Get, oh, get he's right a up cutie. In there. 
But that's kind of hilarious. Frumpy. Yeah. Yeah. Is I he like leaking him. garbage? Probably. He's a dirty boy. Oh my goodness. <laughs> He's a little trash man. Yeah, his little arms seem to be leaked garbage. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm pretty Same. sure there's a lamp. One there's a lamp. There's like some keys. There's just like they just really got lazy after a while rounding out some of those later gens. <laughs> oh All right. My but God. there's there's also a Pokemon in the first generation called Seal, and it's a seal. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> That's fair. So That's let's fair. not be too critical. <laughs> I'm looking at Garbador now, who's, the, I'm assuming, the evolution of the trash packet. Yep. Um, yep. Okay. <laughs> oh, wow. We, uh, I, I don't know how we got to Trubbish, but that episode, um, the prompt was, uh, you know, you are a gym, you are a Pokemon gym leader. What is your gym? Like, what is your theme? Because they all have themes, you know? It's like, right. you know, like, it's electricity or rock or whatever. You're in a circus, blah, blah, Um So the three gyms that we had were Haunted House crazy cat lady and then the third gym option which was so good was a facial hair themed gym um and you don't realize how many pokemon have like facial hair or things you could construe as facial hair does like Um, entire body hair count as face like no no it's you know you you can live your own life if you want to i mean (laughs) any any hair can be facial hair if the point of origin is there yeah yeah um, I, but the one was like the, and I don't remember the Pokemon's name. It's the, it's like the Easter Island looking guy with a big nose and he's just got this big old mustache. That'd be Probopass. <laughs> Probopass. That is it. We had a, a good gif on our Instagram for it. I think if memory serves, the mustache is made of like, um, like magnetic fibers Ooh. that have like become attached to it because it's rock body has become so like infused with electric energy. Holy shit. And I mean, in my, and I guess looking at that, why did they even put in that effort? Like, you didn't need to explain to me why there's a mustache on this Pokemon. I'm here for it. I'm cool. It, it just has a mustache because it's older now. That's just the <laughs> to show to show the passage of time. Got it. Well, now I'm wondering because I mean, the skull has a backstory. The mustache has a backstory. Does every little fucking tiny accessory on a Pokemon have a backstory? It sure does. Oh my it god, it probably does. <laughs> So was Trubbish in the Cat Lady, I'm assuming? Um, he might have been. Matt did a really good job pulling up Pokemon that were very obviously cats or that ah. you would say could be cats. Mm-hmm. Um, I do believe like we actually got into it at one point where um, Andrew was, was arguing that that definitely wasn't a cat. And we're like, but it looks like a cat. And we're like, but it's not a cat. They're like, how do you know it's not a cat? <laughs> so like, a lot of our arguments are based off of like research, off of Wikipedias or YouTube or like personal experience in the video games. And then sometimes it's just, no, it's that way. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, I, I remember that episode. He, he, I think, was missing every generation after the third generation or something. And, like, Gen 4 through 7 is just, like, 50% Pokemon that are actually modeled after cats. So he had a really <laughs> small pool to pull from. Did they get mega lazy at that point? I don't know, man. I don't know. Yes, probably. <laughs> I mean, again, Trubbish. Trubbish is a thing. <laughs> yes, yes. Trubbish is a friend of mine. <laughs> you, you don't say unkind words about Trubbish. Okay, so 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 we got Polyrath. We got Electabuzz. We got Mew. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think of Cloyster? Because I, okay. I, I was thinking I, I, no, about you, Cloyster. You say something, then I want to say something. Okay, Cloyster is wonderful. Cloyster is a Pokemon that... Um, so, preparing for this episode... I actually like looked up what the strongest of the original 150 Pokemon are. Um, and like the first like seven are legendaries and Dragonite. And so I was like, I'm going to ignore these. And then Cloyster was number eight uh, on this random list that I found hmm. online. And 
I thought about it and I was like, yeah, okay. I can get behind Cloyster being super useful in a battle. Like it's really hard to hurt, I guess, because it's got a big shell. It has spikes and it's an ice type. Looks like an angry poon. <laughs> it does look like an angry poon. <laughs> you are correct. <coughs> Sorry, Tom. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to say it. I, I found myself I instantly see. agreeing and then realizing I couldn't stop talking once I said it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I draw you in. Oh, no. He's a hard lady. He's not a hard boy. He's a hard lady boy. Hard lady boy. Oh, God. Yikes. So what were you going to bring in? Oh, were you finished on the cloister points, Tom? I, I just I just think cloister is a contender. Well, so it's funny that you say that. So kind of knowing, you know, prepping for this as well, like I crowdsourced answers from the rest of the cast to debate this. Hmm. And I brought up cloister and there was kind of a split vote on is cloister a good choice? Is cloister a bad choice? And I think I settled on bad choice because I don't know how mobile it is. Mm. And I feel like that's an issue. Does it float? Because it doesn't look like it has legs or anything. Yeah. So, I mean, if it's like a battle royale, like if we're talking battle royale hunger game style, like mm-hmm. if you're just dropped in an open field and you're like, haha, I'm this impenetrable shell thing. <laughs> that's great for the one thing you're good at, which is not getting hurt and maybe shooting laser beams. But like what happens when the, you know, the, the map starts to shrink like every mm-hmm. battle royale game? You're <laughs> you're going to have a bad time real quick. I mean, counterpoint maybe it sits there looking inconspicuous for just long enough that by the end of the battle the only people left will be conveniently taken out by a quick little like ice harpoon <laughs> the, the 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 last like sole survivor other than it like goes to sit on this misshapen rock to take <laughs> to rest its legs i mean and at that point the 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 weird cloister like hard lady comes after it <laughs> think about it right yeah if we're talking strictly in terms of like stats where um dragonite is the like most powerful non-legendary and then cloister is right underneath it which is what the the list i was looking at Uh showed me dragonite is hella weak against cloister so like Mm. you could because it's dual type flying and dragon which are both weak to ice so one like well-pointed shard could really just you know take this thing out so if cloister sat there for like you know 45 minutes to an hour while all the other pokemon fought and then dragonite just happened to fly by as the winner cloister could just be like i know you're not <laughs> just that's what cloister's voice sounds like too. <laughs> i know you're not no you're not so you're saying that cloister could win but only under very 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 specific <laughs> situations but yeah. also because i mean look at look at it like it's it, as soon as it opens it's a little blueberry of nothing i'm sure that something can you know do any pokemon slow down time May, probably probably I mean, that feels i feel that feels like a mr mime thing yeah. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like as soon as Cloister starts to open, then there could be like a whoosh of time, time slowing down, and oh. then just the blueberry is squished, and then Cloister is no more. I also really like the idea of Gyarados, just because I like the Pokemon Gyarados. <laughs> and just like the mental image of this giant flying snake dragon, just like rampaging through i'm making the movement with my hand of what i think it looks like and you can't see that but um oh. i like i like that idea as well yeah 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 because the bigger ones are massive yeah they they, they some big boys yeah <laughs> so they could really i mean i don't did i look is this the right one the it looks like an aquatic yep 
lizard thing? Although the Google search that you've got pulled up there is showing you Gyarados, Mega Gyarados, and Magikarp. One after the other, which is not super helpful. Okay. That's not a good. That's not a good order to help anyone. <laughs> uh, but Gyarados is the one that presumably is showing up most in those photos. Cool. Yeah. And and are they angrier the bigger they get? Ooh, most. I, mm-hmm. I feel like there's no Pokemon that gets happier when it evolves. Yeah, that's that's pretty fair. <laughs> I mean, because I think I chose Squirtle growing up because I'm like, this is a cool yeah. turtle thing. Mm. And then it became War Turtle. I'm like, this is significantly worse than what I just had. <laughs> I hate it. And then then it became Blastoise. I'm like, well, this is better than what I just had. And it's way meaner, but it's not the cool turtle I signed up for. Yeah. I suppose it's like life, you know? Yeah. <laughs> As all- you get older, you see the real parts of life and you just... <laughs> You get angry. You, you become tougher and angrier. Yeah. And more yeah. ready to fight. Yeah. That's real. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, sometimes I look at Toby and I'm like, you're so small and good and soft and nice. And then I think about myself now and I'm like, oh, you're going to be like this in 25 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in time, you too will be hardened by the world around you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm still pretty soft. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not mince words. I, yes. <laughs> I am a fragile man. <laughs> oh man. Layers. So, so let's let's take a look at the second half of that question a little bit because we've spent 20 minutes talking about cloister. <laughs> uh, how how do you like have a debate with people that you love and not end up hating each other? What's the like what's the trick to that? Yeah, so <laughs> I mean, I um, guess apart from debating things that are trivial. <laughs> yeah, so I guess that's there's kind of the two parts to this, right? So in debate this, I mean, we started the podcast because we're four friends that have pretty similar interests and and we think we're funny in the vacuum that we exist in. And so um, we, you know, we can debate about these things that that truly don't matter when we turn off, you know, our recordings. And so that's that's what it is. If it's if it's a debate over things that just truly do not matter, then, yeah, I don't I don't think there's an issue there. Right. Um the question of how do you have a debate with people that you love and not hate them, um, more or less, you know, I think it does massively depend on what you're debating. Um, you know, here in Ohio, we, I I don't like talking about (laughs) politics because no one wins. Everyone will lose. Yeah. Everyone is sad and things are terrible down here. Send help. And so, um, you know, if you're debating someone that you care about over politics or religion or, you know, um, things in society of, you know, individuals rights, like those are such hard topics that they are usually part of your personal identity. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not really sure how you get into a hard debate with someone who has a thought process that's antithetical to what you believe in and still say, well, you're the person I care most about on Earth. Um I mean, I, I think you kind of have to say, okay, well, you know, I care a lot about you and we strongly disagree about this. Then we just need to kind of separate that from our relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and I, I say that from the perspective of that's how in this very not real hypothetical situation I'm going to paint for you. That's how I would deal with, say, an older relative of my family that I don't see eye to eye with. Mm-hmm. You just kind of have to say, we're not going to bring this up at Christmas, Easter, or Thanksgiving. Um, also, I need to unfollow you on Facebook. Um, <laughs> and, and you know, you just kind of have to say, like, we so desperately disagree upon this that 
we either kind of have to move away from that or we're going to seriously fracture our relationship. Hmm. Um, but I mean, if it's something like that and we're talking about like a romantic partner or a best friend, like I, if it's, if you're going to debate something that is so fundamental to your identity, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's, you're not debating over what you're going to have for dinner yeah. or, you, you know, you're not debating over does that pair of jeans look good? You know, you're debating over, <laughs> you know, what, I, you know, which political spectrum is the correct one. So, right. yeah, I mean, that's, that's at least my, like my quick hot take on that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense, right? Like the more, the more personally invested someone is in something, the more they're going to take it personally. If you tell them that you disagree with them. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, I am extremely invested in cloister, and so I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a little hurt, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, but like, not nearly as much as I am when you know I have conversations with people who are like, well, like it's okay that you you know believe that it's okay to be gay, but like I think you're you know not redeemed in the eyes of God. And I'm like, okay, well oh. we're not having this conversation anymore. Like, nope. Goodbye. Yeah. Right. Like there there are there are things that like like you said, come down to people disagreeing with your existence as a person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, that's not okay. And I can see like with, with family, definitely like there's the, I just don't touch that mm-hmm. or I just hope to <laughs> God it is not going to come up. Right. And so many Christmas dinners we've lasted so long. And then some asshole brings something up and you're like, come on, we were happy. Stop. <laughs> but that like, just not bringing those things up with those people makes sense within the family realm. I think it gets dicey when you're talking about um, a, a partner or a friend because there's only so many things that you can just put in a box. Mm-hmm. And then if it, because if it, it does become like, um, you're, we're not so not on the same page about these things that are very, very important to each of us, but right. like it doesn't affect our our life as a, as a, as a partnership, but it affects my view of who you are. Right. You know? So yeah. I think that yeah. gets, that gets difficult, but it's, I had, uh, I had, Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, for, go on, go on. Well, I was going to say, I, I realized about the time that I was, Oh, I don't know, 20 or 21 that, um, you get to make the conscious choice of who is in your life more mm-hmm. or less, you know, you get to decide what people you will, you will spend your effort in. The only people you can't really make that decision on are, of course, you know, your family, assuming that you've got like different family that is nearby or you interact with. And then to some extent, um, the people you work with, depending on whatever your work situation is. Mm-hmm. And right. so my thought is beyond those two very specific populations, your friends, your partner, you know, your, you know, co-ed recreational kickball league like whatever it is you're doing um you you get to decide who you invest your time in and so for those people that landed in that second category the reality is like those people are probably all going to share chunks of your worldview that matter Mm -hmm. you know you're not gonna hopefully i'm not like dropping truth bombs here but like you're not going to end up with a partner that you know has opposite religious values or societal views or political views than you and if you do and this is the first time you're hearing this in your life reevaluate yeah because mm-hmm. because you want to learn that quicker sooner rather than later yeah um 
but you know when it comes to your family and your your boss if you don't see eye to eye on those things you know what you can limit your interaction with them as much as possible and Mm -hmm. that's okay yeah but your friends aren't going to come over and be like hey minorities are terrible right because you're going to be like get out of my house (laughs) who are you i'm i think i'm gonna fight you i'm throwing my hands at you and i can't control that (laughs) um and, and I mean, you know, that's a thing you you realize as you get older. I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, I was about in college when I was like, oh, shoot, like, I'm just going to cut shitty people out. <laughs> like, just just I don't need that. Right. Yeah. That's a super powerful message because it's like we feel like we owe people so much yeah. when we don't. Yeah. Um, even if they're mean to us, some sometimes we feel compelled to stay around and it's it's just not cool so to be because i mean i know a couple who got married and oops the guy was not a god believer (laughs) where she was and it obviously they got divorced within a year right because it came out and it was just like holy shit yeah um yeah type of messages that you uh tell tell toby immediately tom tell him immediately (laughs) cut him out if they're shit to you or if they don't (laughs) yeah no that's a lesson that i wish that i had learned earlier in life because i I think I learned that about two years ago, and I learned that because I was dealing with people who were treating me like garbage in my life, um, mm-hmm. both in like relationships and in like just you know a community that I was a part of that was you know toxic and treating me badly. Mm-hmm. And I realized both of those things around the same time, and someone pointed it out to me about one of them, and then I started to be like, oh crap, all these things that are bad here are also bad here. And that was the moment <laughs> when I realized like, okay. I need to get rid of those. And then coming out of that and being fine made me realize, oh, not only will you survive if you get rid of toxic people in your life, but you will like thrive a little yeah. bit. And it was great. Yeah. I think what to you had said, like, you know, you don't owe them anything. You owe your grandmother a call on her birthday. Sure. Like that's that's what you that's what you owe. Like, <laughs> you know, I I you know, I love my family. We have very different, you know, political and religious and societal views. And I mean, I'm still going to go to our, you know, spring family dinner in two weeks and it's going to be fine. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I mean, I'm pretty politically active and I hate everything. And so (laughs) the reality is politics are probably going to come up and I I don't really shy away from that anymore. And so I guess part two of the answer, if you are going to debate things with a loved one that you know are going to be explosive, Todd's tips would be... (laughs) Stick to facts. And when you see someone like freaking out and like starting to throw wild accusations that are unsourced, just back away. Like there's there. What is it? It's like playing chess with a pigeon. It's going to strut around and kick the pieces all over and shit everywhere and think that it won. Like just just walk away from that. Oh, my God. That's the best example of anything I've ever heard in my life. I I need to play chess with a pigeon. But (laughs) that takes so much um uh, self-control yeah. to be able to recognize okay this person's flipping out about this i need to keep my senses about me and i'm just going to back away slowly and go get a glass of wine yeah <laughs> and i think with that it's it's important i mean so i guess here would be another piece like what's your what's your point in having the debate like if your mm. point's to win then you know realize that if their point is also to win and they've got kind of this win at all cost thing yeah then you know, you've got, a, you know, an unstoppable force and a movable object. And if your goal is to try and, like, educate one another, which should probably be the goal of having a debate, mm-hmm. is I view it this way, you view it this way. How do we 
help me understand why you view it the way that you do. And I'll try and help you understand the way that I view it that I do. Yeah. And spoiler alert, if after you say, help me understand it the way that you do, they don't want to understand why you view it the way that you do, then you the, the debate's already over. Right. They just wanted to say that this is how I view it and I'm unwavering in my commitment to whatever this thought process is and don't try and change me because I'm fragile. Right. Wow. Damn. This has been Todd's tips. <laughs> <laughs> I've been weathered by the storm of arguing with family and for so long and then then debate this just kind of honed it by being like oh no we're going to talk about fun things here we're going to (laughs) debate we're going to debate who would be the best new green lantern and i'm like that's so much more fun than politics (laughs) it's waluigi right (laughs) well we we all agreed that waluigi was the best carnage um that's right (laughs) yeah the the and i think we titled that that episode where does waluigi hide the bodies Um, (laughs) uh amazing no we we did for the green lantern we chose i think there were two really good ones um we had said so i don't know if either you two watch the walking dead or if any of your listeners watch the walking dead um we had said that lenny james who plays morgan that he would make a really good John Stewart, um, which is one of the Green Lanterns, and then not not like the the personality political commentator John Stewart. Yeah, yeah, no, the um, other, yeah. <laughs> also, also good. He could be a Green Lantern, I guess. Um, or that I had said Michael Hall, which is the main actor in the TV show Dexter. Mm. Oh yeah. Um, that he would make a good Guy Gardner, because um, Guy Gardner is like the Green Lantern that breaks bad. Um, <laughs> So well, and he can sing. Cool. He can sing too, which would be in keeping with like DC's. At least on TV, they seem to like to cast people who can do that. What? Hmm. Yeah, I did not know he could sing. Oh yeah, he was a Broadway guy. He was in uh, oh, shoot Hedwig and the Angry Inch, I think, on Broadway wow. for a while. Um, yeah, no, DC's like um, all the sort of you know the Flash, Supergirl, yeah. those kinds of shows have a lot of like talented singers in the cast oh. to the point where they put together like musical episodes because they were like hey we can get away with this because we've got these people <laughs> like half of them were on glee one of them was in rent you know shoot i just yeah. don't yeah that's that's not computing with my brain of like dc you know gringy gringy gringy's not a word <laughs> it's gritty and cringy gritty the that's the word gritty, like, gritty and grungy and yeah gritty. yeah it's kind yeah. of that <laughs> just breaking into song that's yeah lovely that would be fun i'd like that didn't we have like wasn't a pastor on that was talking about how to not expect someone will change their mind in one conversation? Yeah, that would mm. be uh, Scott Evans. He's a university chaplain out in uh, Dublin. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because when you were saying about like if someone just wants to win, right. mm-hmm. you know, like it, I I used to have that. I used to argue a lot and just be like my thing, my <laughs> thing, um, <laughs> which is so not a good way to go about it and when he was saying like you just you can't expect to change their mind in one conversation it really hit me it was just like you silly silly woman of course of course you can't change their mind in one conversation of course you can't well i think there's i think there's a quote that and i'm gonna i'm gonna totally butcher the quote but it's something along the lines of um when you're when you're arguing with someone are you just waiting to say your piece or are you listening to what they say like are you listening to to like converse or are you listening listening to respond like what do you what is your actual purpose because again like if you're just waiting for them to stop talking so that you can throw your next bullet point out yeah but you're not really listening to what they said that that could be a totally valid thing i mean for me personally i, I you know it's it's way easier than it's way easier to talk than to listen and so 
for me, if I'm in that situation, I really try and kind of rephrase back what they said and say, okay, so what I'm hearing is that you see it this way, this way, and this way. Well, you know, you also just said this. How how does that work with this? Or, you know, if the point right. of the, the matter is this, how does that fit in there? Because um, I don't know. I, I, believe it or not, I've been wrong before. And so, <laughs> what? <laughs> and, so, and I mean, I think we all have been. And, and the first time that someone like takes a thing that you've said and like points it back at you and you're like, Oh, I'm an idiot. (laughs) Oh oh, man. I think the first time that you actually have to fully address your own flaw and wrong style of thinking. Yeah. You're like, Oh, Oh man. Okay. I have something to learn here and I'm wrong and I'm excited to learn. Let me be a sponge. Oh my goodness. Um, I'm going to use that with my improv students. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, like, you know, like you said, if, if you're, kind of just sitting there like no this is my piece and it is infallible and it is meant to be perfect and everything is perfect and i'm gonna throw it at you and you're gonna accept it then i'm gonna leave like yeah if you're debating with that kind of person you're i'm you're gonna have a bad time yeah totally <laughs> well we've had a really good time oh, oh. Ooh. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of our episode for this week <laughs> todd this was great thanks so much yeah it's great can i can i give a plug for debate this absolutely yeah go for it yeah so um if you are interested in comic books video games or any other nerd culture and you want to experience it in a fun way um, i would encourage you to check us out at debate this cast we're on twitter facebook instagram um you can check us out at debate we can be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. And are there other places you can find podcasts than that? Because we're probably there. We're also there. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, I've been uh, like, you guys like me, if you're listening to this, and you guys trust me as a curator of content. And let me tell you, I freaking love their show. So go check it out. He's not really lying. He's told like me it. several times. I think I've mentioned you guys like every episode for the past month. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we are we are excited because you're going to come and record with us here pretty soon. We've started working on those questions to get. We're going to load those questions into the question cannon and fire them out. <laughs> Exciting. I am very much looking forward to that. Um, yeah. So if you guys like this episode, consider supporting us on Patreon. Um, for as little as a dollar a month, you can make a huge difference to the way that we do things around here. Seriously. I, I like we actually, we lost a patron this month because they had some financial issues. So we're down one person. So maybe you could be that one person who makes up for it ding 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 yay uh we also have merch you can click the merch link in the description of this episode to get all sorts of neat stuff from our lovely friends over at t public i usually say great stuff but i decided to call it neat today let me know how you <laughs> felt about that <laughs> you can also support us for free by leaving a rating or review on stitcher or apple podcasts and by sharing this episode with a friend who has strong feelings about the original 151 pokemon or with <laughs> someone you disagree with politically <laughs> You can follow us on Twitter at Down With Talking, and each of us individually. I'm at Tom Zalatni. I'm at Red Random. Uh, is there anything else to plug bearing in mind? This comes out on the 26th. Who knows? I've lost all track of time. I feel ya. <laughs> Special thanks to Crackers and Jam for letting us use the title track off their EP, Benson, as our theme music. You can find all their music for sale at crackersandjam.bandcamp.com. I'm going to sneak in a, a plug for topics of high importance, even if we're on hi- hiatus. Go check us out. Me and my husband get high and talk about things. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. <laughs> Um, this show is produced and edited by Tom Zalatni for the Upford Thanks, Network. Man. You can find out about all our great shows at UpfordNetwork.com. Thank you so much, Todd. This was really fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. This has been great. Yeah, we'll talk soon. All right, bye. Bye. Have a good one. Yes, come to see you. Messenger, 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 messenger